Welcome to Back on the Broomstick, a modern witch's spoken word grimoire, where two witchy friends from way back are reconnecting to their pagan roots after a long period of mundanity. We're rewalking the path of the wise and trying out all the latest spells, rituals, and magical theory in today's witchcraft and pagan practices. So grab your wand and your incense, your cauldron and your crystals, and join us as we get Back back on the Broomstick. Hi, and welcome to Back on the Broomstick. I'm Layla. And I'm Shell. And it's a tick. You know I like my ticks. Or tick on the wheel. That's right. It is in bulk. Another tick on the wheel of the year. Or it's about to be in bulk. Now, this is kind of a part two, but not a part two. Because last week, we talked about some like folklore and some you know fun facts about in bulk. Now we're going to kind of dive into more rituals and spells and just ways to celebrate in bulk, ways to honor this Sabbath and just some cool shit you can do. In bulk is a fire festival. It's a cross quarter day on February 1st or 2nd. And we celebrate the goddess Breed, who is the goddess of smithcraft, midwifery, healing, crafts. She's the goddess of the home and of hearth. Now, if you didn't catch last week's episode, first of all, stop that train, rewind, and go check it out. But second of all, I just want to readdress for anybody who didn't catch it, Layla calls it breed, whereas some of you other folks out there might call her Bridget. We're all talking about the same person here. Same one. Both are correct. It's just a pronunciation thing, which I ain't one to down pronunciations. (laughs) Hell, check out every other episode we've ever had. I'm the worst at it. But I have always heard you call her breed. So it's just always been that for me. Mm -hmm. And now Selena Fox herself has a chant where she calls upon bright blessings from Bridget. So if Selena says Bridget. Well, we love Selena Fox, though. Oh, yeah. So if it's good enough for her, breed or Bridget, either one is fine. Yeah, I just wanted to point that out so people weren't confused on what you were talking about. She is originally a goddess. She has also been kind of co-opted as a saint, and she is one of the patron saints of Ireland. So she is a very important figure there, where she is a goddess of fire and of the sacred wells. You know, what the hell is with this being a fire festival? This is the last damn time of the year I want to be outside, just saying. Like the bonfire thing, I feel ya. I enjoy bonfires. I love fire. But it is February for the love of all things warm. Yeah, not going outside this time of year either. But it is a great time to have little bonfires in your house or at the very least candles. Yeah, in every room of your house. It's the best time for that. And that's actually one good way to honor breed, to honor your home, to honor Imbolc is to set a candle in each room of your house. And then on Imbolc, go through and light each of those candles and say a small blessing to breed, to the season of spring, to renewal, and to bring those energies into your home. And just by lighting a candle in every room, that can be a ritual in and of itself. You know, I don't like sticking with tradition because I'm a weirdo like that. But I always used pale candles this time of year, like a pale pink, a white, a pale blue. I don't know if it's just because that was what was left over from the holiday season. I don't know. (laughs) But like, I don't know. It just seems like always paler colors. Do you notice that? Is that a thing? I do. And I think it's kind of like flowers under the snow. You know, the colors are are really light. They're really pale. There are some flowers. snow crocuses. Yeah, the white snow crocuses. Anytime you look up in bulk, you're going to see those crocuses coming up out of the snow. That light purple color, you know, the pink. 
almost Ostara colors, but spring colors, but muted a little bit. Not as vibrant. I don't think as vibrant as Easter colors. Easter colors are more vibrant in my mind. Yeah. Think spring colors covered in snow. Yeah. Yeah. This is a really good time of year. Like Shell said, nobody wants to go outside and have a big bonfire. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. That could be fun and kind of warm. But a lot of us like to stay in. We kind of hibernate. We're in our homes. We're cozy. We're cooking good food. Speaking of cozy and good food, I want to throw out there, I love tea. I love tea all year. Generally, I, I don't drink a whole ton of hot tea in the summer. So this is like my hot tea season. Mm-hmm, me too. I am a fan of... Earl Grey tea. I don't know why. It, I think it's that English and Welsh DNA I got in me or something, but I love me some Earl Grey. You've always just wanted to be English royalty. I know. I am a princess. Don't doubt that. It's true. So here in Salem, there's a local shop that I love so much that makes uh, what they call the Salem Fog, which is a version of the London Fog. And I like to drink a little drink that I had found online a moon or two ago called the Imbolc Fog. Oh, what's the Imbolc Fog? So still, you're starting with that Earl Grey base. Because basically the London Fog, if you come here to, to Salem and get the Salem Fog, it's still that Earl Grey base. But what this has in it, much like the Salem Fog, it's got lavender. But this also, you put rosemary in it as well. It's basically like lavender and rosemary tea latte. And then because I just don't have the skill and ability, because as you can attest for me, not a cooker. Never been. You can froth the milk. I just don't know how to do such a thing or have such a device to do that. So I just warm it in a pan. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I need a milk frother, people. But yeah, so, you know, the warm milk or the frothed milk. You need to get the lavender syrup. I mean, could you actually steep lavender leaves in with the Earl Grey? Hell yeah, you could. Lavender syrup is a little more 2024, not going to lie. <laughs> but the rosemary, on the other hand, I don't think you can find rosemary syrup. Not that I've looked for it, but I don't think you can find that. Doesn't sound very common. Like if you kind of crack the rosemary and kind of get that oil into the tea, you know what I'm saying? And just kind of let that shit float in there. I mean, you can, you know, let it steep in there for a few minutes and dig it out. But why not give it a go and drink it with it in there? That's what I do. I love that because not only do you have the Earl Grey and the milk, which is great for this time of year, because in bulk is when the dairy are... products are like a big symbol of this whole thing. That's right. That's right. And then you've got the Earl Grey with the milk and then you put in your lavender, which is another spring flower and then add in rosemary, rosemary yep. which is sacred to breed. So that's perfect. And then like with any other tea, obviously you can, you know, do your sugar or your honey, which also relate back to in bulk as well. Not to mention, I like sweetened tea. Me too. Okay. So I also have a recipe, but mine was for coffee. <laughs> yeah. Nobody likes coffee, Layla. Oh, I do love coffee. I like coffee. Do not email tea. me, people. People, please do not email <laughs> me and tell me about how coffee is great. Because first of all, you will never get me to agree. And and we just can't be arguing about coffee and tea here. <laughs> That's okay. You can email me because I love the coffee, love the tea. But take your coffee, whatever kind you like, and put a little bit of cinnamon in with the coffee grounds before you brew your coffee. It'll give it a nice little flavor, a little bit of a kick. And cinnamon represents the sun. And, you know, everybody's been doing those cinnamon blows on the first of the month, right? Or a cinnamon throw. <laughs> or a cinnamon throw if you're a shell. 
Why not put that cinnamon in the grounds of your coffee on in bulk on the first Oh, no of the shit. Month? And it's on the first. You're like double duty in the cinnamon. Oh, you're a genius, Layla. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I am. And then, so after you brew the coffee, put in your heavy cream again, milk to symbolize the season, cream for its richness. I like the sweet cream. I'm not going to lie. The sweet cream is top notch. Put a little bit of honey in there because. You know, in the spring, the hives are going to start to be active. Bees represent industriousness, sweetness after work of rewards. So put that honey in there to sweeten the season and stir it with intention. Stir your tea, your in-bulk fog tea or your in-bulk coffee with intention while you're mixing it together. And that's a little spell in and of itself that you then take into you. So you bring those energies into yourself. See, I look at this as like, I don't know how to best describe it, like the most quiet holiday um the most reflective and i don't know if that's because i never really went out to like greater community rituals for embark because they don't like being cold (laughs) or if it was just the vibe but this is just such a quiet reflective time where you are going to cozy up on the couch wrapped in a blanket drinking some badass hot tea and you know it's kind of that snuggle in time still but as much as it's snuggle in time in your mind, you're like, all right, I got a couple weeks and then I'm going to be outside doing this and I'm going to be planting these seeds. I'm going to be doing this work outside, whatever the case may be for you. Not only are you germinating seeds that you want to sow in such later in the year, but you're also kind of germinating your creative seeds. What are you looking to become this next year? Like we said in our last episode, I think you mentioned the image of being within the womb of the earth, kind of being, you know, like a bear. I love that image for this holiday. Yeah. Yeah. And we all kind of feel that, you know, after the festive hustle and bustle of the holidays, this is a great time to go within. Plus the weather's crap in a lot of the United States. And so it's really nice to, like you said, kind of snuggle in and be quiet. But we're also that spark of beginning, that anticipation, that energy that's kind of coiled up like a seed and ready to burst out. You're still hunkered down, but you see the light at the end of the tunnel finally. Exactly. You're like that coiled snake ready to spring or you're the seedling inside the seed ready to burst forth. That egg ready to hatch. Quiet, but strength gathering. Somebody said it, I can't remember who said it or where I heard it. Somebody said it was uh, akin to like the slowly uncoiling kinetic energy of reawakening life. And I really liked that, that slowly uncoiling idea. You know, kinetic energy, stored energy right now. Seeds are such an important symbol of this holiday. And one of the rituals that people would traditionally do on Imbolc is to consecrate their tools any kinds of tools, your smithcraft tools, if you just so happen to be a smith, I know a couple, <laughs> but they can be your garden tools. It could be the seeds and your gardening tools. They could be, be your altar tools. Definitely should be your altar tools, your crafting tools, You know, your work it could be your computer, whatever tools that you use in your daily life. This is a wonderful time to cleanse them ritually, magically, and bless them and consecrate them to your work for the coming year. It's also a good time for initiations. I don't want to say maybe commitment ceremony isn't the best thing, but sometimes you're trying to commit yourself to a project or an idea. Good time for that. This is not resolutions, I swear to God. But, you know, just kind of that time to 
do some sort of initiative thing. Yeah, because again, it is that stored energy. So if you're going to start projects, what, what greater time to start it than when everything's set to like spring forward? So let's talk altarpieces here, because I know everybody's like, well, what do I need? First of all, you really don't need anything. Let's start there. Um, but if you do need something, this would be a good time. I know you're big in the money bowl thing right now. Yep, burning one right now. <laughs> a bowl of milk is what I've put, not a bowl, it's not like I can put out some big hankering, but like some tiny little dish. Honestly, I drive my cats crazy. <laughs> but just like a little, you know, a little tiny dish of milk. Like I said, the pale candles is another thing. Lots of candles. I know I say this about every holiday, but it's also a season for divination. Especially fire scrying. You mentioned having a bowl or a small can, you know, thing of milk on the altar. You can also have a bowl of fire. <laughs> you could, and you should have lots of candles. You can have your corn dolly to represent breed. You could have your breed's cross. They're super easy to make. I've, I've actually had an egg, not recently. This was several years back, um, but I had put an egg on the altar uh, at this time of year. The other really great thing is, is, especially if you're going to put a lot of candles on your altar, I mean, definitely use fire safety. But if you put a shallow dish of water near the candles, not only is water also sacred to breed, but you can use the reflection of the fire in the water to do your fire scrying. And this is a, traditionally a time when people would do fire scrying for the coming year. Well, honestly, folks, please practice safe fire scrying. As Smokey the Bear says, only you can prevent fires here. Uh, mm -hmm. Be careful. And yes, it's a fire holiday, but don't be set in shit ablaze. I do have a spell, a sacred flame candle spell. I know I love it whenever you dig out your old books of shadows. And I did you dig out something? I did. I happen yes. to grab. See, in bulk for me, we were just talking about not going to our big community gathering rituals on Imbolc. And, and I know I've said in the past that in the wintertime, our community would go indoors, usually to the local UU church. And I was big on going to those rituals as well. Not necessarily always for Imbolc. That's because we were always getting together for your birthday. That's right. <laughs> I had other things to do. It was my birthday. It's cold. I probably wasn't up to peopling. So I would usually do Imbolc solitary. So I looked up in my book of shadows to see what I had done for past Imbolcs, and I found a, a spell. Uh, it's a fire scrying spell. I called it the sacred flame candle spell. And basically you take three, five, or seven candles. I'm sure I had some sort of magical reason for picking those numbers. Of course you did. <laughs> three for the triple goddess, three, five, and seven are very often sacred. So the more the merrier, but only what you can safely burn. I like to put them in a cauldron. Again, the big round cauldron is, is symbolic of a pregnant belly, which is perfect for in bulk. And a safe thing to burn stuff in. Take the candles and you can dress them with like an in bulk oil or any type of blessing oil. And then on each candle, inscribe them with sigils or with runes or with a wish or a word, something that you want to bring into your life or something that you want to grow for the coming year. And do that for each one and then place them in your cauldron and then put a shallow dish of water near the candles, light all the candles at once, and then use that to scry in the water. And the candles will send that energy out and the water will reflect that. And you can kind of look in the water reflection and do your fire divination right there. Okay, I'm about to make up a divination method right here on the spot. So right, check cool. this out. Couldn't you do the same thing using a bowl of milk and basically do milk scrying? Ooh, I, I don't know. 
I don't see why not. Did I just create a new divination muffin for in bulk? But do you, you, you follow me here? Do you I follow do. me? Couldn't you actually use the milk for scrying? You why could. the hell not? I don't see why not. Oh my God, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try it too. Why not? I mean, that would be kind of cool, I think. It's mostly your intuition anyway. Right. It just seems more appropriate than a bowl of water. I mean, it's a damn dairy holiday, for God's sakes. We should be scrying in milk. That just, I don't know, it makes sense to me. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'll try it. I'll try pretty much anything once. I'll try it. If anybody out there tries milk scrying, let me know. Back on the broomstick at gmail.com. We want to hear your experiences with fire milk scrying. <laughs> now... Um, so speaking of dressing candles, one of the things that you can do now for your year is to get a bunch of candles. Not that I've ever done this before, but you can get your candles for the year and bless all of your magical candles at this time to use in spell work and ritual for the rest of the year. There's no way I would have been that organized just putting them up there. <laughs> There's no way I had enough money to spend on a, a year's, year's worth, worth of candles, candles up front. But if you do, or if you happen to grab a whole bunch of them on sale, or just lucky enough to have them, in bulk is the best time to bless your candles to use magically for the year. Now, let me ask you this. Do you use a special in bulk blessing oil or just your normal, what you normally used all year round for every other thing? Yes. You can use both. <laughs> <laughs> I do have an Imbolc oil that I use, again, from my old Book of Shadows. I'll give it to you quickly, but I'll also put it in the show notes if anyone wants to use it. But any old oil will work. You know, your favorite oil, your favorite perfume, whatever you like is going to be just fine to dress your candles with. Like Shell always says, it's your intention more than what you're using. The magic's in you more than it is in the oil. So anyway, this recipe is basically a couple tablespoons of, you could just use olive oil from your kitchen doesn't last very long. It's not going to have a long shelf life, but it's easy to find. We usually have it and olives are associated with this time of year. So it's a great choice for in bulk. To that, you're going to add about five drops of lavender essential oil, four drops of rosemary essential oil. Hey, that sounds like my tea. Right? I was thinking that too when you mentioned it, but those are great for purification, clarity, peace, healing, represent breed, and then I also like to add a few drops of orange essential oil to represent the sun's energy and then frankincense for spiritual connection. Oh my God, I should try some orange peel in my tea and see Ooh. if the orange and the rosemary and the lavender, why not? Why the hell not? That sounds kind of delicious, actually. I'm always up for citrus. In I'm going to try it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try adding orange to it. What is it with this? We're just like lots of renewal here. All sorts of new things we're going to try. How that, you know why? You know why? Because it's the in bulk episode. That's right. It, it's just flowing. We're just going to be crafting everything, trying new things, honoring breed that way. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you can uh, dress them with that oil and then have them for the rest of the year. I do love that idea. And I'm going to I'm gonna kind of ask a question slash pull a story out of you. Okay. So I see this online a lot and it's very relevant to what you, what you were just talking about. People will ask, how long does quote unquote magic last? So if I make, oh. if I make a oil, a magical oil, how long is that still got that quote unquote magic? You know, what's the expiration date? Um, and so you were talking about dressing candles a year in advance, you know, and in bulk dressing all your candles for the year. Do you feel that 
the magic fades as the year goes on. I, I want to hear your thoughts on that. And then I want to talk about some candles that you're currently using that you dressed 100 years ago. <laughs> Personally, I feel that if you dress your candles a year ahead of time, they're going to last and be just as magical. Can that fluctuate? I mean, could you do something kind of flippant and it, it just fades? Yes. Magical energy is like a lot of other energies. Think of it like these blessing oils. When you put the blessing oil on the candle, it's going to smell very strongly. You're going to smell it and that can be more activating. And over time, it'll lessen kind of like the magic. You know, the stronger the oil, the longer it will last. But for the most part in magic, because you put that oil on there, whether you can smell it or not, the energy of that oil and your intention has blended with that candle and it's there. So for the most part, I think it just lasts. If you make moon water and you have that moon water a year later, it's still moon water. It might be less potent because, you know, water evaporates, herbs dry up and decay, oils break down. So some things will change, but it's still going to hold the magic. And I know you're going to ask me about the candle. <laughs> so talk to me about this candle. What Shell's referring to is a candle that I sent her a picture of that she and I had created in Ritual Space about 20 years ago. We were in charge of the fire portion of the Beltane ritual. And so the day before the ritual in our big community, we headed up a workshop about fire. And in that workshop, we had candles, oils, we had ribbons to represent fire, and we built a fire. The people who participated in the ritual, we did chanting, we did drumming, we danced around this little fire. We all charged these candles and these ribbons together. The idea was that this fire energy, this passion, this success, this energy to move forward was all bound together. We tied knots to hold the magic in these candles. And as part of the spell, we said that anytime any one of the candles was burned, it would activate the energy for every other person who had a candle. I never felt the time was right to burn mine, but I kept it along with my altar. I think stuff. I burned mine a good 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it was one of those things that I could feel its energy as it sat on my altar and it just wasn't time yet to burn it until just recently. I started burning it about Yule in 2023. And then as part of one of our triad episodes in January, I created a money bowl. So I dressed a candle to be in the money bowl. And I have been using my special fire magic candle from 20 years ago to light the money bowl candle. And so I had showed Shell that and she was shocked that I still had that candle. But the energy is very potent and I can feel the magic. You know, as I work with it, it's very nice to light the money bowl with that special candle. And it, it feels really good. I just, I just know that that's a burning question for a lot of people. Like, is there a quote unquote expiration date? You know, like I do, I do a lot of spell jars and I still got some lying around that are a year or two old for what they were made for. They feel just as potent as when they were made, but that's a long ass time to keep a candle. Like I'm proud of you just for the, <laughs> the longevity well, yeah, it just, it was just one of those things, I guess. It just didn't seem, it was never quite the right time. And I guess I was waiting till now, till back on the broomstick, you know, here we are doing another project together and it finally felt right. So I think that's kind of proof that the magic can last in something. It, it's going to depend on how much energy you put into it, how much intent you put into it. But for the most part, it's going to last. So I think really, you know, the main takeaways are you want to definitely be honoring 
yourself and kind of honoring the things that you've gone through and the things that you've been through and challenges you've overcome to kind of get you to that point where now that you're back hunkered down underground, you're ready to springboard out, you know, literally spring out. <laughs> so, you know, you want to you wanna kind of make your ritual practice right now, make your spell work practice kind of with the thought of that emerging energy or on the brink of emerging. That potential energy. You know, like I said, germinating your creative self, your creative seeds. Yeah, nurturing yourself. Yeah, and, and, and maybe depending on and your fun pastimes, maybe you take germinating literal. Maybe if you're a gardener or a horticulturist, now is a good time to start getting some of those seeds prepped and ready to be planted outdoors. And I just love that it's kind of that time where you still are all cozied up, but you know that the end is near. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can feel that re-emerging sun and that re-strengthening sun. And before we close up, I want to mention one other ritual that's very near and dear to both of our hearts. Not that we love cleaning, but brooms are sacred. Basomes are sacred to breed. And she is the goddess of hearth and home. So you can sweep out your house use your magical broom or use your regular broom and sweep out the old and make room for the new. You know, hang your brooms or refresh the broom, the cinnamon broom that you got for Yule. Refresh that maybe with some rosemary or some lavender. Maybe I'll throw my cinnamon broom out the door. Maybe that'll work <laughs> my cinnamon. Well, don't pe most people get rid of them this time of year anyways. So yeah, toss that sucker out the door or refresh it. Yeah, that would work. <laughs> But yeah, brooms and basomes are sacred this time of year. You could create one, which would be even better to honor the crafting of breed. To me, brooms are sacred all year. Aw, same. <laughs> so thank you for listening to this special in bulk edition of Back on the Broomstick. We hope you have a bright and beautiful in bulk and enjoy the return of the sun this year. As usual, if you like this episode, please tell a friend, like, share, leave us a review. If you have any questions, email us at backonthebroomstick at gmail.com. Check out our Instagram at backonthebroomstick. And we will see you next week. Be wise, be wicked. And definitely keep it witchy, folks. 